Hi, and welcome to Winging It. My name is Shannon Dunn, and I'm joined here with Bailey Sadler and Sydney Moss. We've all seen birds circling overhead as we've driven down the road or perched on power lines scouting out their prey. But what do we really know about these birds? If you live in North Carolina, red-tailed hawks are a common sight. You can identify them by their reddish-brown tail, light underside of wings, and dark belly band. These birds have wing slots on the end of their primary wings that allow them to soar and seek out prey. Wow, for a bird to have such capable soaring abilities, it surely must have a large wingspan, right? Red-tailed hawks have an average wingspan of about 4 feet, but can range from 3.5 feet to 4.5 feet. These specialized wings allow the bird to fly around 50 miles per hour and can reach speeds of 150 miles per hour when diving from high areas. You might be asking, why are red-tailed hawks so important to our ecosystem and are they considered a threatened species? The answer is a little more surprising than you might think. This bird species is a crucial component in keeping our rodent and pest populations in check. They are especially important in having around agricultural areas to help keep croplands free of rabbits and other small mammals that may feed there. As of 1970, the Migratory Bird Act has protected and made the red-tailed hawk illegal to hunt, increasing their numbers and noting them as least concern. So why are we so focused on red-tailed hawks? In recent years, there's been much impact on landscape and wildlife diversity in the areas that are expanding. One major concern facing these hawks is that of urbanization. In fact, 54% of the human population lives in metropolitan areas with approximately 20% of all bird species occurring in the same area. With this comes greater concern of availability of resources for these birds as well as their overall survival. I wonder if urbanization has any effect on the red-tailed hawk specifically. Or maybe humans are the main source. Let's flock to it. To gain more insight on this topic, we reached out to Sunny Cooper of the Carolina Raptor Center Rescue Facility located in Huntersville, North Carolina, to see if they have noticed any changes in red-tailed hawk intake. Um, hi, my name is Sunny Cooper. Um, I'm the hospital manager here at the Carolina Raptor Center. Um, I oversee all of our wild patients as well as the medical needs of our residents. Perfect. So we're going to start out by asking, what are the majority of red-tailed hawk intake cases that you're seeing right now? And are they involved in incidents with automobiles and other human interactions? So probably at least 90% of all of our patients admitted have some sort of human interaction reason why they're here. Um, whether that's they're hit by cars, um, they strike windows, they are fledglings who are picked up by people. Um, there are very few like wild reasons why um, birds end up here and red tails are no exception to that. All right, so do you believe urbanization has influenced or impacted the birds of prey in general? And what can we do as a public to facilitate and help our local bird populations? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, urbanization and people expanding um, has impacted birds um, everywhere and not always negatively. There are some species that do really well um, in an urban setting versus other species that don't do very well um, and need lots and lots of open spaces like barn owls do. Um, red tails kind of in between. Um, they like more forested areas, but they also can live, um, you know, like in neighborhoods and things like that. I'm sure we've all seen um, red tails uh, yeah. <laughs> or hawks in general flying through our neighborhoods. Um, I think, you know, being conscious and aware um, of birds are, are really like the first thing that you can do to help conserve them because when you start to look for them you realize like that they are a lot uh, you know that they're really noticeable in some places and that other places they don't seem to be around very much um, continue to provide good habitat for them so keeping big old trees um, and 
parks um, and other green spaces is really important for them, um, as well as simple things like, you know, don't litter, um, things like that um, are really easy ways to help bird populations. Um, anything to keep them away from roadsides. All right, perfect. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. no idea red-tailed hawks could thrive in residential neighborhoods and cities. Surprisingly, yes. Red-tails are known for their adaptability in and around urbanized areas. Due to clearing of forests, they don't have much of a choice. They have been able to adapt to an ever-changing environment, which makes them a wonder. The sad part is the incidents with automobiles are a major reason for their injury. I can't believe that the statistics regarding cars and human interaction was 90%. And that's just the ones that are able to be accounted for and brought in to be rehabilitated. And because they're such an important part of maintaining pest control as well as benefiting humans, we must continue to advocate for their conservation for this bird species. To do this, we may incorporate more green spaces and continue to spread education regarding the red-tailed hawk. If you happen to come across a sick or injured bird and believe it needs urgent help, contact your nearest wildlife rehabilitator in your area. Never attempt to remove the bird without proper precautions and directions. We would like to personally thank Sunny Cooper from the Carolina Raptor Center for allowing us to get a few more insights on red-tailed hawks and for the continued work the Raptor Rescue does for Birds of Prey. This has been it for the episode of Winging It. I'm Shannon. I'm Bailey. And I'm Sydney. Shh.